When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to the Askelman Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney. I have a lovely part today, as Marnie pointed yes, out in I that forgot. intro that we're supposed to be silent, silent through. No, it looks good. Thank you. Are you um, covering up a bald spot or something? Is that no? I just I actually don't usually part my hair to the side because I don't like the side of my face, and it reveals the side of my face. More, okay, but I wanted to be more like flip it girl, kind of like eighties. Right, you or something are. Today. That's what I thought about you when you walked in. Thank you, flip it girl is what I thought in my head. Thanks, but I've anyway, never looked at a woman's part in forty nine years of life. <laughs> You're a lucky man. You haven't looked at a woman's part. What's wrong? With you? I think <laughs> I think about parts as much as men think about sex. Right. I guarantee it. I'm like, oh, my part isn't right. My part, my part, is it showing my face wrong? Are there websites for you to go to? to oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I just to show I'm, your lady parts to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, I know there are those websites. Yeah. I've never read about them. <laughs> right, exactly. Personally, visit. you've only read about them. You're a horrible voice of man. Then, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's intro. You always screw this up for me. Sorry. So we've got Marnie Kinris, best-selling author, relationship expert. Um, we have our voice of man, who is the host of the Gamut podcast, and you can find him at Steve Bellinger. Bellinger. Damn it, woman. Philanthropy. Like that's how I. Bellinger.com. I'm changing your part right now. The part that did it. Thank you for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. And Marnie did your show the other day. I was supposed to be here. Yes. And I was. Yes. It's very irresponsible. Yeah. I always have a puppet in my bag to use as a guest who doesn't show up. So your part is <laughs> a very nice puppet. A, yes. Cursed a lot like a sailor. I know. Like well, a that's, drunken sailor. That's pretty close. To, probably was funnier than me. Yeah, Way and the, funnier. And did you see the part on the puppet? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but we also have Christine Blackburn coming up on the second half of the show. She has a really great book that um, she just released called My Story Worthy Life. She's also the host of uh, My Story Worthy Life on um, the Sideshow Network, mm-hmm. which is where we are. So Yeah. And she is going to help us talk about uh, dating. I don't want to say in your later years because that sounds like you're like 80. <laughs> but like dating post. Her, her name is actually Grandma Christine. <laughs> yeah. Elder care dating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dating for the elderly on the Ask Women podcast. Dating before death. No, but d- dating after you know you after you divorce or after a relationship that is in your twenties or possibly early thirties. And I know there's a lot of people who listen to our show who are going through that right now who may need a little bit of guidance and hopefully she can provide that. <laughs> She'll just be like, I don't know. I don't no know. pressure there. Just no, tell no, us seriously. all what to do. Seriously. Well, I, but, see a ring on, I see a ring on your finger. Yes, happily married. Okay. Yes. How old were you when you got married? I was the... Three? 32. 32. 32. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like and how that. long were you dating for? Oh, you would tell me 10 years, right? No, we were married 10 years before we had kids. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. We, were, uh, we got engaged at a year, so a year later, so two years. Okay. Married 10 years before you had kids. What? What? Why? I, I did Because the they actually no, liked each other? No, but other? I did the same thing with my husband. So, but why? Why people, would you do that? No, you, you like wanted time for yourselves. I love that. 
Yeah, and and she wasn't a hundred percent on the family, and I yep. was the seventy five percent. And then you know I'm ho- older than her; I'm six years her senior. Right. Well, same so as my husband. My well, clock started ticking a little sooner than hers. Same with him. And now it should have clicked earlier because I'm fucking exhausted. All I know. The time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens. Before I get into uh, my wing girl minute, and I want to talk to you about attraction, dating, all of that stuff, um, I wanted to share this this uh, app that somebody had sent to me. That's called Willow. Um, have you heard of it? It's like a Tinder. No. Okay. So so it's a I have dating no use app. for any of that. Willow puts brains <laughs> yeah. puts See, brains you, before beauty, years. which I thought this was really interesting. So like on Tinder, I don't you probably haven't most likely you haven't used it or hopefully you haven't used it or I'd have to tell your wife. I plead the fifth. On Tinder and online dating or most online dating sites, everything is very uh much you know, based on your pictures and it's a little bit more superficial. As it should be. Right, exactly. But um, this app, from my understanding, dating app, Willow, isn't about your pictures. It's it's about your brain and it asks you a whole bunch of questions to see if you guys can relate to each other through how you think, um, what you feel about things. So I think, I don't know, it, it, it sounds like a good alternative for those who Maybe a little bit more intellectual. So it's an or, app. Yeah, it's an app. Do you ever get to a picture of the person? Like I think you do because you, you, it, it shows it on the website. Okay. But yeah, says, I mean that's kind of like if you never saw the picture, that'd be like ugly people are right. sneaky.com right. or something. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm oh, ugly. I'm great. Isn't, I'm great. isn't that Ashley Madison? Isn't that the whole? <laughs> yes, that's true. That's actually a good point. Yeah, but no, but the person who sent this to me was a man, and I wrote to him saying, does this interest you? Because, you know, from my knowledge, men – you know, physical looks are extremely important We're a to them. Superficial breed, absolutely. Yeah, and so when he said, "Yeah, this, this is a great site," I, 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 or app, I like using it, um, and it tells me if I actually connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot more women on there than there are men, so yep. that'd be good for men. If you do go on, you're probably not competing with many. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So that that's one thing I wanted to share was the app. It's called Willow. I don't know where you can get it from, actually, but it shows it uh, available on an iPhone, probably is available on Androids as well. Mm-hmm. More like Weeping Willow. Right. And another thing, I have discovered the mecca uh, of, of single, beautiful women. I love how you just contradicted yourself completely. You were like, people who only right. want people with brains. Well, and then by the way, options. the one I'm that's pro- much better. And also brains. Okay, so I... Let the uh, woman talk. Where are the hot Exactly. <laughs> at Sir Latab cooking classes. Oh. What, what do you, why are you saying it like that? Yeah. I, okay, yeah. I, got, I got this I'm as sure a gift a... for the holidays because apparently I'm not a very good cook. But <laughs> we went to the class on Monday. There was like 11 really cute, very friendly, intelligent w- women who now also cook. Like, they were, I don't know. I, I thought it was fantastic. There were no other men in the class, but there should be. And I thought it was a fantastic resource that we should be sharing on our show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yes. I think that's a really great place. And I would never go there. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm okay with I have no being a horrible cook. Right, exactly. I'm just settled. But I'm saying for guys, like, go there, learn how to cook, which is also extremely attractive if you're a guy that knows how to cook. But you can also do something that's an extracurricular activity, learn a new skill, and then you're like the super cute guy in the class amongst lots of really cute women, and you can start conversations. You yep. build rapport. You have a passion or something that you're at least interested in. There's a, there's a conversation starter already happening. I think it's a great resource. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm thinking about when you're saying this is the fact that you live in Hollywood. So there are going to be a lot of pretty women. I don't live in Hollywood. I live in Wilshire Vista. Well, <laughs> let's try it's to make Hollywood it sound fancy. Yeah, exactly. 
But in other areas of the country, I'm not saying that the women right, there have to be not. gorgeous, but it might be a different scenario, but you can always right. go so and The top cooking class in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is going to be a little bit different. <laughs> you never know. But let's go do that as an I've experiment. I've been to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. To I'm rolling the dice here. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are my resources that I wanted to share. Willow and Sir, Sir Latab. Love them. I think you just my... wanted to say Sir I know. I did. You got that Alex Trebek I just wanted going. to say that I, I had a cooking smart, class. Yeah. That's basically it. I wanted to brag about that. But I wanted to talk to you about dating attraction. Yes, I know you're married. But yes. okay, go back to pre-marriage. you know, pre marriage. Mm-hmm. How were you with women? There were dinosaurs. Let's see. This was a really right. long time back. Mm-hmm. How? I mean, I talk to this on my show a lot, uh, to guys on my show who are like young comedians. I'm like, I don't know how I would date now. Like I dated in the 80s and 90s. Right. When it was like nobody had cell phones. Right. So like, what did you do? You talk to girls. Well, not me personally, but other guys concept. who had game, they talked to girls. So you didn't have any game? Uh, you know, I didn't. I had game that I didn't know about. I, I was always. Uh, well, you were saying before, you, you never realized that women liked you. you. You were kind of aloof to it. And like I would keep hearing after the fact, oh, yeah, we always liked you because that quiet <laughs> confidence. I'm like, quiet confidence? I'm, I was fucking terrified. But, they like, were the ones that's that were being quiet. That you were terrified, but they didn't know that. Because you, I was t- uh, quiet and tall. I projected something else. I'm like, okay. Really? And when I drink, I'm funny. So that always helps. Right. So like an alcoholic comedian. Someone get him a drink. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I've already had several. Thank <laughs> you. So oh, okay. were you dating when you were younger or like? No, I was a late dater. Okay. Uh, and did that frustrate you? Yeah. And then what changed? Uh, college, I hit my my stride. You, you know, you come into your personality and, and things started working out well. And what was what was the difference between you, uh, you know, before college and in college? Like I... I they, I haven't thought about this in a while. They literally the, – the people I knew and the girls I hung out with literally said the day I changed was the day they gave me a different haircut. Really? My whole life I had my father's haircut, which was a part on uh-huh. the side, the See, horrible like matter. 70s. Like I don't even know how to describe that. Kind of like normal, the one I'm wearing right now. Yeah, but you pull it off because you're lovely. I was a <laughs> dorky dope. And they gave me like a, just a, a crew cut. Okay. And, and then that all give of a sudden, you confidence? They started saying, oh, it looks great. And that gave me the confidence. And then, you know, things took off from there. But, like, that whole year of me dating, it was like, oh, ever since the haircut. Ever since the haircut. Really? Like, oh, okay. Okay. Because so until then, I looked like my dad. He he wasn't going to help me. Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so when you were dating in college, mm-hmm. were you dating girls that you wanted to be dating? Or were they, like, how, how was your life? I had one very important prerequisite to date me. Okay. You had to like me. Okay. If anybody, if anybody had any interest in me, I wanted to go out with you forever. I prefer people to hate me because then we have something in common. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, I had a lot of that self-loathing. But like, you know, I wasn't uh, saving myself for the 10. I was like, oh, this six likes me? This is a miracle. Like anybody who liked me, I was happy So with. your standards were low is what you're saying. Or yeah, not low, but they were just – like I was just after all those years, like throughout high school, not being popular. Like suddenly that uh, people were showing me attention. I was like, okay, I'm yeah. gonna date you forever. Okay. And then six months later, okay, um, that's not gonna work. But so you you, you would move on from the relationship. So like a no. lot of the guys that I work with, they tend to display behavior that is needy, a little bit eager because they they don't think they have other options. But it sounds like what you were doing was not. No, any I, of I think that. that was me. Yeah, I was I was the dumpy in most of my early relationships. Really? Yeah. So what do you think it was about your behavior that got you dumped? Probably the neediness and the just not, you know, I think the women mature quicker. So when you're dating in your age pool, you know, 
your college freshman dating another college freshman, she's miles ahead of me, and I was behind the curve. Okay. So I think they were like, okay, this guy's a little needy. Like, this isn't. We're not dating for life. We're dating for freshman third right. semester. Yeah. Well, did it change for you? Did you change that needy behavior? Because you obviously. Yeah. Once you... I started getting confidence in my twenties, and then I became the douchebag guy that. Really? Uh, so you were an actual kind of. I wasn't. Oh yeah. Not not well, a horrible. You said that before on your show too. Yeah, I wasn't I, a horrible douchebag. So what was like the kind of horrible douchebag? What does you know, that the, mean? The bad one night stands, like the oh this was great. I'm gonna call you tomorrow. Oh, I didn't call her. Like, right. You know. That, so you led people on. Exactly, uh, and not out of I want to lead you on. Out of just I don't know what. I don't to know say a better way to say it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to tell you that. It, now that I'm sober, I don't want to see you again. Or <laughs> It's just easier to avoid that yes. than to f- confront it. And, yeah. and again, in the 90s, it was much easier to avoid that because yeah. they can't find you. Yeah, there's right. no GPS on you. My biggest concern in the 90s was uh, when I attended bar and dated girls that would come into the bar. Now they can find me. Right. The current situation I always think is like that because if I date you and don't call you, you can find me. I can track you down. You can find out my whole life history. You oh yeah, for talk sure. Talk to every girl I've ever dated. You can you can find out everything. But you were able you, there there was something obviously that changed in you that made it possible for you to be in bed with those girls and then be a douchebag to leave them. So what do you think like before you get to sleeping with them changed in you so that you can actually attract them, get them to want you, want to sleep with you, have one night stands? I was doing better. I, I got a job at Penthouse Magazine. Yeah. When I was 22. So I got a big time job at a big time magazine company in Manhattan, uh, making some money at Penthouse, which has all yeah. of its other baggage. So I had not, it wasn't game, but I had a lot more confidence. You know, I had a job, I had things, and uh, that just helped me with the ladies. With the ladies. With the ladies. And so- I, I, like, I, now I'm fucking knee deep. In, how many, it's such a small span of my life, like going from the dating and being bad at it to having confidence. That's like four years. Right. Like you, you have to, you don't just climb Everest, right? Like you have to acclimate. I went right into the deep end of the pool, right up to fucking sexual base camp, and it was a little dicey. I <laughs> see. Oh, so what would what would you tell the guys that are listening to the show in terms of tips and it, like forget about the douchebag part at the end yeah. of, of you know leading people on, but you know you learn as you get older. It's just treat people like I, I've been the other end too. Like I've met women and like that. Wow, that was awesome. And then never hear from them get the vo- answering machine for a week straight. Right. I, I had one that was like literally the swingers conversation where I would call like three times in a weekend. Hey, you, I know you said you were busy, but it would be great if we could just go to a <laughs> diner. I know you may not have gotten the other messages, but it would be really cool if you just we, maybe we could meet for brunch. Like you, you turn into that guy, um, and just once you st- once you go through that a couple of times, you go, oh, it's horrible to be on the other end of that. So just always think of what the other person is going through. Yeah, the golden rule of dating. Right. Yes. And that's not a P rule. Golden shower. <laughs> I thought – I was like, what? I'm so innocent. I'm, I, I'm surprised I knew that. I thought I'm, you guys would get it. I'm so old. I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> did I miss the first 17, L, A through L? <laughs> well, it probably helps you as well that y- you do have a sense of humor and that you can talk to people. Right. Now, Yes, but um, you know that's come now. Like I, I've come into my personality four decades too late. Really? But yeah, I don't. I, I had a little bit of confidence, but I didn't know how to wield it in my twenties, and I don't think I had faith in it. Like I didn't get into showbiz till I was like thirty six, thirty seven. Oh, really? And some would say I'm still not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. No, because we 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 talk about all the time, like how to actually talk to women and how to use your sense of humor, because. You know, Kristen's on the shows, and she kind of has a sense of humor. So we try to share that. Yeah, but sense of humor 
good part. Okay, we're just ch- crossing off the checklist here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's guys with game who like do that walking up and they lay it on you. I'm like, it, that's. I don't think that works. Like, just be yourself. But does it not work? I think, I, and I used to think, oh my god, it doesn't work. And then I would see it work. Like I hung out with way douchier guys than right. me who were getting laid and getting the hot girls with this fucking act. I'm like. Yeah. But what what was it about them, and what kind of girls were they? Were, were they like the kind of girls that you would want? Or? No, it was never the kind of girls I would want. But right, and when you're in, when you're twenty, like any girl is a kind of right, girl you exactly. Would want. Like you have a part. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna be in you. <laughs> if you don't mind, right? Exactly. Yes, yes. So what was it that they were doing? I don't know. I think uh, maybe they were doing and. Looking back now, they were probably covering up their own insecurities going out with that. They looked like they had so much confidence. And now I see them. They're married and probably not that happily married. I'm like, right. oh, okay. Maybe maybe I was okay not being at your level back at back in those days. Right. But you wanted to be. I wanted to be. Right. And now I'm, you know, I look back and I'm so thrilled at the way things worked out. Like if, if I would have – I've written about this before. If somebody – if a girl would have – had a case of the Stevies in high school and right. like, perhaps laid down with me, as they say in the Bible, I probably would be like half of my high school class, like still in my hometown, really? married. Well, with... that's the good thing. That's why when things go wrong for you in high school, it's the blessing in the long run. It is. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a phenomenal life and career now, and I'm sure some of those people, ha- most of those people are probably happy, but they're nah, kids, Hopefully they're, not. Hopefully not. Screw those bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they've, they're kids. Like I've just connected on Facebook with all my elementary school friends. And they're like, their kids are 30. Oh, I'm like, so I weird. have a four-year-old. Yeah. Like, I'm still literally, I just got out of changing diapers. But they haven't moved more than a mile away from the, right. the school we went to when we were eight years old. Right. And, you know, I have a nice life. So I, I'm very happy. Well, worked out well for you. Yeah, so far. Well, we'll see. I'll probably get it by a fucking bus after the show. <laughs> That's how I feel. When anything <laughs> goes right, I'm like, well, I'm going to get killed today. I'm Costanza. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, we just got the, our show picked up. Oh, no. I got a spot. I'm <laughs> yep. <delivered>. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Well, what, well, what we wanted to talk about today, and we're definitely going to talk to uh, uh, Chris, Christina. Oh, my God. Christine. Christine. Sorry. I don't oh, know why come I just on. blanked on that. Christine. I'm so sorry. So, uh, well, you messed up his name. I messed up her there name. Now go. it's all perfect. We're the I think she was just, I saw the look in her eyes. She was thinking about what Stevie looked in high school. She was just in that moon place. Like, oh. <laughs> I was so distracted. He, he was pro- that um, hair part of that. But, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about, you know, dating in the mid-years. Let's call it that. Dating in the mid-years, like post Long relationships or post divorce, or even if you've never, you know, been in a long term relationship before, how how different it could be, or it probably is, uh, because of the times. As you were saying before, there was no Tinder, there was no cell phones, there were no texting, there was no GPS to like track you down or Google you before going out on a date. There was literally answering machines. That was yeah. it. So there's a there's a lot that more blinking, stuff out there. The blinking red light <sighs> is like the you know the red notification on Facebook now. Yeah, it's like you know you hope something's there and. But it might be better because you would have that blinking red light once a day when you get home. You go, oh okay, but yeah. now like with Facebook, it's it's refresh, constant. Refresh, yeah, refresh. I would. I mean, back then sounds like it would be much easier because it's the less options you have. Like I I've said this for me personally in my own life. I have so many options mm-hmm. that I just am frozen. I can't do – I don't know what path to take. And so many young guys I've talked to about that talk about the options. It's like it's so much harder to date because there are so many options. Like it's harder to commit. Yeah. Because it, you are fucking three swipes away from four of the dates that night yeah, exactly. in your Hollywood adjacent community. Yeah. You know, wherever you are, you're in a bar exactly. where there could be the love of your life, A, B, or C. Well, what would you advise to people who are dating now? Like if that is what their their belief system is, is that like I have so many options. I have so many girls. What would you say to them? Like I, f- I feel like you have to <clears throat> check out the pool 
Like you have to just right. see what's out there. You can't, like I said, if I would have married a girl in high school, I'd still be there. Right. But you have to know what's out there in the world. But at some point, you got to f- start dialing the knobs in and and kind of. Well, it's down. like the equivalent of our TV channels. We used to have like two through sixty for me growing up. Now we have. <laughs> One through a thousand or two thousand. Right. I and had it's two like, through twelve when I was yeah. growing up. So, and it was click, 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 click. Right. Well, you're obviously much older than I am. I obviously. <laughs> just kidding. But um, yeah, no, it's, that's the equivalent of dating is the TV channel. So, just there's so many of them. But how do you combat against that then? Like how? Like for me, I have. I know what I like, and I go to the exact same channel every time. Right. But can you focus on that channel? Like just having a phone now. I even find it in my my marriage, like. Yeah. There's always something. I remember when my wife used to talk to me when we drove somewhere. If we're going somewhere for more than ten minutes, I know she's going to her Play other place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that it's all about self control. So, like for guys who are dating now with all of the options out there, again, what would what would you guys say to them so that they don't get overwhelmed by all of these options? Know what you like mm-hmm. and go from there. And just give things a chance Meaning because what? you you can. Uh, I feel like now it's so easy. Like if you if you just have, I remember having a lot of arguments in relationships, and it was like okay, a couple of days, then you make up. Like now, if I think I would think if you have a, if you're in a beginning relationship, early weeks of of dating, and you have that first big fight, like all of a sudden you just have the fucking Chinese food menu of a million different things you could go after, and fuck, and I don't I don't need to go go see if this was worth chasing. Right. You know, I don't need to know if it's worth staying in this because I have so many other options I can get immediately. But I think you have to, I don't know if they have the attention span to just sit and narrow it down and focus. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Get ready for my wing girl minute. Tinder is like texting a girl once you've gotten her phone number. It's not the time to get to know each other, and it definitely isn't the place to leave her in suspense. Matching and messaging with a girl means you've already got her investment in you, even though it's a small investment. It also means that you have to show that you're worth meeting in real life as opposed to an app on your phone. Treat Tinder messaging like you would texting by keeping it light, friendly, and flirty, but more important... More importantly, ask her out. Most guys teether between asking her to meet up too soon and never asking her at all. Tinder is very in the moment. So if you're both bantering back and forth and she's responded to and virtually laughed at all your jokes, tell her to meet you down the street for drinks and more laughs. Trust me, she's waiting for it. And that's my Wing Girl Minute. There we go. Ooh. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll be back um, for the second half of the show with Christine. It's us still. Well, we're here. Weird. How did that happen? Um, Christine, hey, thanks so much for Hi, coming. How are you? Yes. Nice to see you. Uh, Christine's uh, the host of the Storyworthy podcast, which I've been on. Yes. It's a very fun podcast. I love also on Sideshow. Yes, I right. yeah, and I've I've been, I really enjoyed that podcast because I don't think I mean for us here we talk about advice, but it's mm-hmm. so great to just talk about stories and life right. experiences. Right. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you. That's yeah. so sweet of you. You told an amazing story about being a super rock fan. Can I say the name you, of the band? Yeah, or, yeah. For but, Guster. Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> were so it, – it just kept coming uh, back Why are at you, you laughing at my favorite band, by the way? I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't Steve sure where Belanger. that was going to go. <laughs> but it was like, you know, it was so um, – you know, right now you're talking about dating. It was so – 
Can you imagine if you at that time had the resources of Facebook and Twitter? Oh, I would. No, I got. I would have gone insane. It would have exploded. Yes. Your head would have exploded. Yes. Because you were in that stalker phase. Yes. See, now here's a girl that, Steve, I understand what you were saying about, you know, you don't want somebody to find you and stalk you. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you, well, what kind of girls are you dating that would do that? But Kristen would have been one of those she girls. No, I'm just saying. You would have stalked me? Well, I had an experience. Well, I I rarely liked guys growing up, and I didn't really feel like anyone was out there for me. And I love this band, and I this the drummer bongo player. Bongo was just right. humiliating. Bongo. Um, he's he still is, man. I I still they like have a new album out actually. Semi, oh, really? very good. Huh? I'm still like semi in love with him. Like yeah, probably not, but I still have like. But now with about Twitter, him. you can connect with him. Before it was like there was email, and if you didn't email me, that was it. Yeah. You know, and now I would have lost my mind. But I didn't. I that wasn't my. He mo. He would have blocked you though. Um. Well, I no. The thing is, I would have probably kept myself in check. Like I, I wouldn't have reached out to him that much. Yeah. I just he also might have thought you were the love of his life. Basically, and what you into his world. I, I, that's what I was wishing. But basically, what happened was, I met him. I was like, oh my god, this is where I belong. This is, you know, he's amazing. And then what happened was, um, he was like twelve years older than me or something. And I started showing up to his shows because they kept playing. She near was us. like super groupy. Okay. I just turned into but bongo it was, around your neck. Well, I told him, I'm like, I'm learning to play the bongos. And he's like, oh, get out of here. You're crazy. Um, so that was my one little thing. But listen, that is a fabulous story. And I mean, I'm just going to plug my own show right here. But if you do go to storyworthypodcast.com, you can find, or in iTunes or no, Stitcher or whatever, curious. you can quickly and easily find Kristen's episode. And the title of the show was, what was Ruining it? Ruining My Favorite Band. Ruining My Favorite Band. Because then in the end, exactly, like Guster has a new album out right now. I never you, listen. You can't enjoy that. No, I don't really listen I, to Can them. I just you tell you something? Anymore? No, not really. It's really very good. It's, I'm <laughs> no, sure I mean, it I'm just saying. I'm sure so you is. really did, in fact, ruin your favorite yeah. band. Yeah. See, that's what happens, <laughs> girls. It'd be almost if, like, I like uh, started stalking Jerry Seinfeld, and then he right, told exactly. me to get away from him. I could never watch Seinfeld again. Oh God, that comfortably. would be horrible for you. Yeah. You really have guidelines. You know what I mean? I have specific things that I know are right. They're for your me. triggers, mm-hmm. so you know that's good to know when to pull back, when to go forward. Yeah, yeah. You're single, but the thing is, the, the thing is, though, I feel like. Right now, I want to defend myself slightly. I'm not the stalker type. Mm-hmm. It was in college when I I thought I had a chance to date him, and I would never, you know, do that just randomly to people. Okay. And I wasn't really stalking him. I was just really excited. And I had a friend really <laughs> stalker. <laughs> I had a friend really like supporting me in it. She's like, "Oh, let's go to the show. Go to the show. Let's go backstage." Stalker supporting because him. I'm very conservative in terms of like putting myself out there. So I don't normally do that stuff. So it was like I was drinking, being encouraged, and that's why it led to that. You fell prey to the siren song of the bongo. I mean, (laughs) listen, college is really tricky, and that's what I was thinking about, Marnie, when you were talking about, you know, now that I'm, I'm, I'm the elder in the room. Well, sure, Um, I think I got your beat, sister. But it is no, I'm fifty. She's like, no, I grew up with three television channels. I'm not actually fifty, but I'm very close, and I'm going with it. I'm just going to say I'm fifty, and it is different dating in middle age because there's so many people involved. Yes. Yeah, that's what what you were saying before. So can you explain that a little bit more? Well, so, you know, I have a child. uh, She has a father. uh, He has a life and plans. And then if I date somebody, he has children and he has an ex-wife. And then there's there's just so many people involved. And there was actually a humorous moment uh, last week when my daughter was selling Girl Scout cookies that a guy I've been going out with now and then was there 
and my ex-husband was there, and my best friend is there, and her ex-husband. Oh, my God. So there's, like, it's so crazy. And I said, hey, man, I just got to tell you, this is odd, and I'm just going to put it out there. (laughs) And he looks at me, my friend, and he goes, are you kidding me? I have two stepdads, my father, my mother, her two husbands. Like, this is nothing. And so it's not, it's new to me. Right. right. But to other people, you know, the modern family idea has been around for quite a while. It's the new sure. normal because there's so much divorce. And people- well, I don't think it's because there's so much divorce. I think it's just diversity. I wouldn't yeah. say that people are getting more divorced now than they were 10 years ago. I mean, right. it's always been about two and three, right? Yeah, I thought it was 50. Wasn't it 50%? I, no, I think it's even higher, two and three. Oh, my God. I think well, so, too. I think it's three and three, actually. I think- <laughs> That's what you hope for. Yeah. How many divorces are in this room right now? But I, I want to hear about you and dating so uh, so once no, I'm you- not good at dating I don't I'm really not because my time is very precious okay. and so in order for me to go out with somebody there's so many things that have to fall in place like for what do I have a show that night uh, do I have my child that night I, I don't really get babysitters ever because I only have my child five nights a week or four nights a week sometimes. So it's not even full time because, right. you know, we her father and I split split her time. And so he's the same way. When he's with her, he's not going to give up his three nights a week. Right. So we really don't have babysitters. Uh, so we're really kind of living that Louis C.K. It's getting into this perfected mode right now, right? So there's this half the time being a parent, Steve Belanger's so jealous. And then there's this half the <laughs> like time you get, you where... You three whole days. I know, exactly. Yeah, you so just much leave you the bomb do. on the you- table and there's wine bottles around and it's okay. You know, it's just, it's a beautiful life of... Um, Living two people in one person now. No, but no, it sounds but like a nice. It, it's a balance. There's a balance going yeah. on, which I really appreciate. So, have you dated? I have, I have, I have, but not a, not a lot, not a lot. I'm just, you know. How do you find that the people you have gone out on dates with respond? Somebody, okay. So, uh, wait, say that again. Like how have they responded to your schedule or your? Yeah, so like a couple of people I've gone out with, they just say, well, just do what you can, and they've see been when I can see you but, and understand. But, but typically, when like let's say you're not open to adjusting or maybe you can't adjust. Um, is that because there's lack of interest for that other person or because your your life is just overwhelming? No, you? it's not it's not lack of interest in that person. It's just that my daughter is first, you know, mm-hmm. and she's only eight. Right. And she's so full time. Do you have children, Marnie? I have a son. You and how old is he? Ten months. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. so happy yeah. for you. Thank you. He has a little baby. Yes. He's not even walking, right? No. When does he walk? When will he walk? Couple months. When he's eight. No. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. the opposite reaction I had? Yeah, I was exactly. like, oh god, I you hate know, that stage. Ten months. You can know that so that he's getting around furniture. I bet. No, they he's start not, pulling not up. Not at all. Not Slacker. yet. No, he's a little slow. Let's not touch on this on the show. Oh. <laughs> I smell future bongo player. It's very interesting. What's his phone number? Exactly. No, Doen's so sweet. I'm happy for you. Thank you. And so anyway, I love being a parent, and my girls. Uh, second grade I do all the activities with her like last week I chaperoned the uh, the field trip to Trader Joe's well sure you know, that's, that's good what, to talk about GMOs. Is that, no, like, Trader well, Joe's. No, I know, but G- Trader Joe's has no GMOs. Oh, so I, I don't thought... think they didn't talk about that. But the di- the lady did do a tight five minutes on Charles Shaw wine. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> an entire group of second graders. And she's like, uh, 
boys and girls. Was she slurring? That is hilarious. She's completely serious. And she said, like, you know, boys and girls, uh, Charles Shaw wine changed the way Americans drink alcohol. Now, it is true. Is yeah, that two buck chop? That is very yeah, two buck chop. Well, now it's two forty nine. But <laughs> oh, bastards, raising the price. But in the back of my mind, so one part of me was saying like. What, what I mean, a surreal, crazy moment of this woman talking to the group of second graders about two buck chuck. But also keep in <laughs> mind that I chaperoned the same field trip two years ago when my girl was a kinder girl, and it was the same lady doing the same spiel then. So this, now this is even a more psychotic moment because it's the second time through. She doesn't. What school do they go she to? Doesn't hear herself. <laughs> you want trips to Trader Joe's? She's not hearing herself. I don't right. think the woman right. So she just goes on and she says, you know, when I started at Trader Joe's with Charles Shaw, he decided that he wanted to produce a fine wine for a low price. He started with a Cabernet Sauvignon. And she just is going, and nobody is like, everybody's just letting it go. Everybody's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I find myself thinking like, oh, really? Huh. Well, and it's it's interesting. Because it is interesting. <laughs> so I'm feeling, it, and then she moves over to the Simple Times Lager, which is the, the, the Trader Joe's <laughs> beer. She picks up the Simple Times Lager, does it take two minutes there. Then I can see this. In then Europe. she gives all the kids shots. Now I like, not. Now we listen to her. She turns and back by the butter in the dairy area, and she starts talking about her box cutter, which is you know like her knife. And she's like, and boys and girls, everybody at Trader Joe's has a box cutter. We carry them everywhere with her, with us. How big do you think the blade is? How big? <laughs> two, four, how eight many, inches? How no. many people could I kill with this blade? Right. And so now she's raising the blade, and she's going along, and she's talking about how a lot of things don't even take the blade. She you can just open the package easily on. Anyway, so my point is, yeah. there's, there's, then we got to see the box crusher. So that, you know, that's for a lot. Yeah. And then there's a conveyor belt. So, you know, I wonder out. how her dating life is this one. I don't Phenomenal. know. Phenomenal. Right. I don't know. But stop trying to sidestep my questions. Oh. I want to talk to you about dating. But that it was a good story. And I will not send my Well, child so my to child school. is important. So my my point is I have a couple of nights off a week. I do a lot of shows. I, I have a couple of jobs. I do some different things. I'm busy. So, so the bottom so line is it's on? not easy. I don't it's not easy to date. Now if somebody But do you want to be dating right now? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's it's here's what it is. If somebody has something fun to do. That's what's so great about L.A. There's so much to do so that, like, my buddy will call and say, hey, Christine, I got two tickets to this screening or whatever. Or I had a thing at the WGA a couple weeks ago. And so there's, you know. Um, but it sounds like it's not a top priority for you right now. You no, have all not. these other it's things in your life. definitely not a top priority. No. Right. If it was, do you think that you would make more time for it? See, I think it's like everybody, it depends on the time and what's going on in your life at this time, right? And so for right now. It's my career and it's my child. And so it's just not, you know, I think it would be sweet to have the bigger house and have the hu- husband you, if, home cooking and have that. But, but that's what, not a reality for me right guy? now. So I'm not trying to make right. that happen. I got to do stuff on my own to make those things happen. Right. I got to make my daughter and I, I got to get out of this, you know, I got to make things better for her. Yeah, there's and other her motivations world. for you. Right. So I can't, what about I, this I can't guy? make a guy a priority that would right. somehow bring that in and then just sweep us off our feet and move us into the house and move us in. Like, no, that's you not happening. Be realistic. I understand. I'm very realistic. And so I'll what about really that guy hard. that you're dating now? He doesn't live here. He doesn't live in this state, so I don't see him very often. Okay. So you're okay with things that are casual so it doesn't distract you from what it is that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. See, look at that, Marnie. You summed it right up. If you were to actively date, how would you go about doing that? Would you go online? Would would you just approach people? No, man. I would go straight for the Tinder. 
You, you would? know, like cut the middleman. And I enjoy texting. Steve, I don't know what you're talking about, man. The whole phone call, you want to make phone calls, I hate phone calls and you want to texting is so brilliant because you cut to the chase. Let's just get to the point. And but you I love can't that. read nuance in a text. Okay, give me an example. Everything. I want to kill, I kill myself. Every text I've ever <laughs> is seen. That, it was, is that nuance it was, or serious? It was Chris great to see you last funny. night. Did I look good? Was it fun seeing? Just yeah. fun seeing me? Was it? You, you, you've already talked way too night? much. All you had to say there was W R D U. What are you doing? Or W R U D? What are you doing? Oh, you do have an eight-year-old. So yeah, I don't even know that. You don't have to do that. That's that's even you could cut that way down. My point is brevity. Is that weapons of mass destruction? I don't know what you're talking about. You know how important it is to be brevity. You know, brief. Also. I can't. So okay. So let's. This is for the the people that are, are listening. So how do they know if they are dating somebody who is really just busy and focused on other areas of their life versus uh, disinterested? Well, I think it depends on your age. You know, and so I'm like 50 years old. So like yeah. I'm done with all the all the playing of the games. You know what I mean? Now, if you're 25 or you're 30, how old is your audience? Do you guys think? I think we're probably around tw- uh, 18 to 40. Okay, so that's a big range. So there's people yeah. married, divorced, yeah. all different stages. So it depends on. But so where let's talk at. to the people who are in a similar. Stage I, I mean, to you. I did okay, Cupid, but I was only only for like three weeks. It just did not work. Okay, Cupid, I got hit. I got hit a lot. I'm like sure. that's not the word. Hit isn't the word, but I got like hit up. Something, you know, Stalked, like you get a spam, star, hoped, you get a thumbs yeah, up. Winked. Fingered? What is it? Yeah, it's fingered. I think it's fingered. <laughs> no, it's, it's rimmed. It I think it's be. a rim job. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, no, but I got a lot of I might sign up is, for like, fun. <laughs> and I did have some, uh, some humorous conversations with people. But, you know, at the end of the day, I only went out on one date. And when I went to the place to meet him at the uh, Golden State Golden Road Brewery in Glendale or whatever, um, as I was walking to the bar and I saw him sitting at the bar, I knew. 30 paces away and I say paces by the way <laughs> some people say steps that's like fi- walking up to the firing squad that's my good. point yeah. that, I was just yeah. going to say that I knew I wasn't going to sleep with this guy and I knew I wasn't going to go out with him again well, like I knew well, that well, tell me more about this why well because I knew the way he looked he wasn't my type I could see just the way he carried himself like it just wasn't like you know it just he looked like a really nice guy and he was a really nice guy so you knew right away from I the did. way that he looked I did and so I feel like that and now I was hungry and I could have had a beer and so I had a sandwich and a beer now the meal was over and he orders another beer and he goes you're gonna get another beer and I said no but um here here's some money and I put twenty dollars on the table and I said it was really nice to meet you and he took my hand and he goes um are you gonna call me and I go no no <laughs> you know and I you know so it was just I thought to myself okay that was an hour and a half of my time and like I said, it was a meal and it was fine. But I can't go through that. I don't have that. That time. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. So well, what if it so was somebody it has, that. It has to happen a lot more organically for me. I really like funny people. So I'm, you know, I'm at shows. I get to meet people that way. You know, obviously, you know, in Hollywood, there's people around that have my interests. But I'm just saying, so okay, Cupid, though, in the end didn't work. I found that women would go on okay, Cupid, gather a couple of, do they call them petals? What do they call them? Gather a couple of guys, guys. I don't and know. then and then go off OK Cupid, right? Because they're kind of dating and they've got like three or four fo- phone numbers, as it were, and they're texting a couple of different guys. So they go off, they go off OK Cupid. Then perhaps those those phone, those 
petals. I don't know. I just made that up. Uh, don't work out. Right. Right. Then they go they back on. Okay. Okay. But the men, they don't. The men, they make one profile and it's usually a dumbass profile. I mean, I'm just saying they're not good at editing themselves. It seems a lot of men. Agreed. And they let it sit there. So now they're like the fish at the bottom of the lake and they're just going to you know, rah, and they're just going <laughs> to reach up and they're like, it's just bottom That's feeders. like the monster at the bottom of the lake. They're bottom so. feeders. <laughs> That's what my, but I want to, I want to hear more about like you walked in to this place and you knew right away that you weren't going to sleep with him. So what like what got you to that well, that's a good question, right? Right. Yeah. That's a good question. I feel no. I feel like a sucking. Thank you. you know, yeah, that's <laughs> a really good question. I, fe- you know, I think he was witty on um, Okay Cupid the couple of times, and also there was like a, I think there was a music aspect. Maybe there was some poetry. I'm not sure, but it was kind of like my type. You know what I mean? The hair. Ha- you were long, drunk on Charles Shaw when you were reading his prose. Reading two bucks, <laughs> eating two, yeah, drinking two bucks chuck. So then right away when you saw him, you're like, this is not consistent with who I saw online. Right. Was he? Was not consistent. Okay, so let's say he was. Let's say like. Also, like when we were eating, all he did was diss social media. And like that's, I do that for part of one of my seven jobs as I manage people's social media. Like I see so much value in social media. And he just sat there talking about how he, why do people do this? And why do they spend their time on this? And, And it was just like. I fucking met you on an online dating site. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is the exact epitome of social media. But let's we okay, had so a then social say, relationship and then we met. Let's say you did see him and you're like, oh, great. It's like, like you yeah. can tell he has no confidence, whatever. You walked up and he wasn't this guy who was negative on social media. He's telling you about all the great things he's doing on social yeah. media. He's positive. He has a child too. Let's say he did have that personality. Do you think that could have altered your view of him and you, you could have had more fun? Well, it sounds like I would have slept with him. Right. Well, there you <laughs> go. Okay. That's what, when you said that, I, I, that's like the trigger in me. I'm like, oh, God, thank God I'm not dating because that would be my fear is it's going to – I'm going to have that connection across the Ethernet. But uh-huh. I'm, you know, I, nobody's sleeping with me for my looks. It's the personality that always wins Steve, them over. now that you changed your hairstyle. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. You used to have this part in your hair. <laughs> yeah. And now that it's this way, She's I'd totally sleep with you in a minute. You. You know? But, but no, can, I would. can – like I think I always wooed them over to my side of the of the world, like to the dark side. Like if you looked at him and said, "No, there's no chance," but there there is a circumstance where you could have sat there and, "Oh, he is charming. He's engaging," and you, yeah. he could have won you over, right? Oh, I don't know, <laughs> man. That's a stretch. Well, so that if he was that funny, but the decision. whole thing is he started. Well, but also, like I said, he started talking about the social media stuff. I know, but I'm saying you like, look if you, that initial. She already he, said yes. Skip on. Okay, sorry. Okay, then I, I want to make sure I, I can. I, I want to make sure I can still I win in today's I'm, world. Listen, I want to pitch my book real quick, but because there's seriously there's something in, in in this book. Okay, my new book, Pit Tip LAX, my story worthy life. It's coming out March 25th. March 25th, Andrew. Um, Where can people find it? You can it? find it at storyworthymedia.com. Uh, anyway, so or storyworthypodcast.com as well. So this book is about me growing up in Pittsburgh and then finally getting to Los Angeles. But it took until I was 31 years old until I started my show business career. Like you were saying, you mm-hmm. were 36. Wait, and, and it took me so long because I didn't have any confidence and I didn't have any faith that I could do it. I was a flight attendant for a while. Then I went into the Peace Corps. It's like I went into the Peace Corps because I was more afraid of coming to Los Angeles than a third world country. <laughs> right. <laughs> that says something about Los Understandable. Angeles. Understandable. And rightly yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. I probably uh, had that same fear. And so then scary. while I was in the Peace Corps, I got sick with cancer. I know. Bump, Whoa. Bump, bump. Cue the music, Andrew. Uh, and it was a very rare type of cancer. Super rare, super crazy, and I obviously had to leave the Peace Corps, uh, have surgery, I had my kidney taken out, and then I had to go through chemotherapy. And finally, throughout all of that, I realized 
I should be pursuing what I want to do, and maybe it's more attainable than I thought. So the book is covers my um, life from when Trained I was born till 31 years old, and I got here and to, to LA, and, and it culminates in my appearance on the Dating Game. Thank you oh, very much. Awesome. Which you know, of course, bring your everything. Yeah. So I was on the Dating Game in '97 and um, 1997, and that's the last chapter of the book. So uh, anyway, it's great fun. It, oh, I was going to say in the book, I talk about dating in college, and. Um, my first marriage, you know, I was just so young. I was, I just feel like I was so young. So these kids, you know, 25 and 22, you know, a lot of them are getting married or they're hooked up for the first time. Right. And not living life and experiencing. Well, they take them, the thing about being young is you take it so seriously. seriously. Yeah. yeah, You think like, oh my God, I got to do this now because that girl got China over there and she just got this new, you know, this new furniture and I really want to have a house like that. And so you put everything like on what other people have, but you forget the people in those houses, they're thinking about what the people have more than that. Like it never stops. You got to, you got to stop the wanting, be happy with what you have and then decide what you really want to do and not be afraid. So the book. The book is about changing and not being afraid, Steve. Fantastic. And it's called uh, Pit to LAX. Yeah, Pit My to story LAX. worthy life. Let's answer a couple of questions from our listeners. I think you'll have a lot to say. Uh, hey, ladies and Mo. This is how old it is. Oh. And it says, and Mo. So oh, this is no. how bad I am. I Well, I go all over the place. The truth is you have a good subject line and you wrote it yesterday. I'm, I'm putting your question on the show. So this is a bad question. As well. Right, exactly. It's so like it's been eight years, years yeah. for us to answer it. I've uh, been following your podcast from the beginning and I've really enjoyed it from the beginning like three weeks ago. <laughs> for her. Uh, Thanks for putting up a great informative show. So I went on a date. Oh, this is from Rachel. This is from a woman. So I went on a first date on Saturday with a guy I met online and have been talking to him through messaging and text for about a month. The date went well. We were talking and laughing the whole time and there was never a moment of silence. But as I was going home, I felt like I had just been hanging out with one of my friends, not a potential lover. I don't want to say that we didn't have chemistry because I feel like we really understood one another. He didn't try to kiss me at the end of the date and when I hugged him hello and goodbye, he gave me this half-ass, one-armed hug. What is that about? During the date he didn't touch me or even compliment me on how I looked and I know I looked great (laughs) no text after the date telling me he had a good time or anything I know he's into me because we scheduled another date but I just don't really get what's going on I'm thinking he's nervous so I guess my main question is what are some things that men can do on a date that make women feel that they are on an actual date and not a friendly outing thanks so much guys hope to hear your and you answer my question been hanging on for a long time, Rachel. That's a, good, that's a good question. It's I easy. Think. Come on, that's easy. I mean, you guys, you don't text more than two or three times before you meet somebody because you could have a long conversation with somebody, really get along, and not have that moment. That's why when right. I saw that guy that I met on OKCupid, I knew immediately, and that tr- that told me I only needed that to happen one time. As an elderly person. No, but I only needed that to happen one time to realize, like, oh, I see. This could be a complete cycle that I do. I get friendly with somebody online. We're typing back and forth. But who can't be witty? It's not that hard, especially when you can rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. Yeah, and so your conversations are mm-hmm. – well, the point is, though, is you can win somebody over. And then when you meet them, it can never – it might never, never work. As soon as it's funny because a lot of people have the opposite problem. They don't know how to win somebody over. But they're like, if they just gave me those five minutes, I could win them over. There's no they, such thing. It, well, if, it, it, if he didn't <laughs> – if he didn't, you know, go to her that night, if they, if he didn't want to kiss her and he didn't move in and nothing happened and the hug was like that, yeah, that's most it. likely he's not interested no, in exactly no, what likely. Steve was he's saying not. before. As the voice he's of all nice. mankind, no, I, 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 I listen to that and go, I've been that guy. Yeah, like, well, I don't know how to read signals. Right. 
So, like, it could be. Well, I will say on the sorry to interrupt you, but on the flip side, that is what I was gonna say as well. Like what you were saying before, I was a douchebag where I would say, "Oh, I'll call you tomorrow." Yeah. I heard a little bit of that in that question, and then on the flip side, it's also other guys. You're right, who don't know what to do, which is the people that we're helping. And we've so we gotten so many mixed signals over, like. Oh, yeah. this seems perfectly normal, and a girl would like freak out, or and you don't do anything. Like I could almost, I'm, I'm thinking in this guy's head, I'm like, oh, maybe he really likes her, and he doesn't yeah. want to chase her away Screw too it soon. Up. Well, actually, all the things that she complained about him not doing, those are the things to do to indicate to a, a girl that you are interested. But it, it, it's, it's a fine line for some guys because you could do all of those things, but then you do it a little bit too much. And then she's like, okay, you're a little bit too needy. Back off, buddy. Not into you. So what would be the fine balance so that he, a guy can express that there is interest there, there is intention to actually go on a second date without coming across as needy or eager? I, I think the, the learning how to hug and just so usual social interactions. <laughs> yeah. Like, and some people the half arm don't, don't have those skills. Right. Like they're perfectly normal people, but they haven't had enough experience where they're still, you know, well, I think I was like that in my early you 20s. You think that this guy was into her? I do think he's into her. Oh, my I don't know. I can't well, tell I because it's from her perception. Go, I would don't think he would go out with her again if he wasn't. Well, he's yeah. not for sure going he's out not, with her he's again. Not he's not going out. He dumped her. She said they have a second date. No, they've uh, scheduled we have an another date. No, we don't. See, this is well, the yeah, problem. scheduled another date. That's another date. It's going to happen. Because when I was 21, 22, did I didn't know this. they make another date? Did they talk about having another they date? They scheduled another date. They haven't been on another date. So that's why, that's why I went to, eh, maybe he is just saying it to be nice because all of these things indicate not interested. But I know because of the guys that I work with that – Sometimes they don't do these things because they don't want to come off as too needy or because they don't know or they're to really do them. shy. Or aggressive. Yeah. You don't want to come off as too aggressive. That's my my big fear. Was my big fear. Right. No, I know exactly. for me, I have a really hard time expressing if I'm interested in somebody. So um I I if he is into her, I get this guy. Because it's hard. It's like you you're for me, I'm good at banter. I'm not going to be escalating sexually, so right. that's not what I would do initially. You know, your initially, out there. yeah, I wouldn't do it. I can I can barely do it to my boyfriend that I've been with for six years. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I I would get that he might be shy. Well, if that's the point the case. is, she also complained about you know and and talked about the fact that they had done all this texting back and forth. So you got to cut that time in half. Right, you can't text as much. You can't spend so much time going back and forth. Either meet or don't meet. I, think. I, I agree with you. So the funny thing is that, that email is so old, they're probably married and divorced by I know, now. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Me, yeah. Well, here's yeah. some things that she said. He didn't try to kiss me at the end of the date. And when I hugged him, hello, and goodbye, he gave me this hat. So at, at least he was, like, consistent when he hugged hello. He was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. So maybe it is something. But, yeah, all of these things um, that Rachel had touched upon that he didn't do would be great things to do for guys listening. They don't there. seem like they're too aggressive. I mean, the hug, the kiss, no. that's, that's Com- all pretty complimenting generic. Complimenting on how she looked. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. If but the guy it, doesn't grab my ass, I don't even know he looked at me you know what I mean Andrew too sweet (laughs) All right. next question and then we're going to wrap this up because unfortunately we don't have any more time hello ladies the podcast uh, steadily improves and ages like a fine wine I'm leaning toward coming (laughs) to a huge conclusion regarding dating but in a particular online dating I believe it is now a red flag for me if a woman's profile has more information about her dog dogs than about themselves I hope that doesn't sound offbeat but it's no lie whether it is match.com plenty of fish or eHarmony I consistently come upon profiles where the woman talks on and on and on about her dog oftentimes posting one photo of her and nine more of dear old cupcake the amazing shih tzu Uh, I say it is now a red flag for me because I'm convinced these ladies uh are actually in 
equate these ladies in relationship would give priority to their pets and not to their man. Don't laugh. I've personally known of two marriages that have been broken up because the woman had such an obsession with the family dogs that the guy went out and cheated, probably because he felt his best efforts were uh, relegated to the doghouse. Am I overstating this? What say ladies? Terry from Beaverton, Oregon. By the way, I'm a letter carrier and I happen to love dogs, but I love women more. <laughs> I love that. So what what do you think about that? Uh, my, we have a dog. My wife is a dog person. I come after the dog and every – if the house is on fire, she would run in for the dog. That's not and true. And then the children. And I absolutely – well, and, and if she was dating yeah. – if, if we were in that Tinder world or whatever it is, the, the eHarmony, I could totally see her having pictures wow. of her family dogs and loving her yeah. dog. I just got a dog uh, about uh, almost a year ago and – very um, cute. He, he's – I have – you know, I live with my boyfriend and the dog is – my buddy and my go-to. So I think that um, if, uh, but I wouldn't do that in a profile because I think that you have to be aware of what you're putting out there. So I think if a woman has that in her profile obsessively, don't even approach her because she's a little wackadoo. But so, I yeah, think I it's important to mention in, if the dog is that important to her, like it's, it's like this is the baggage you're getting. You know, it's, it's almost like putting in. Thing, I have a small child. When you I, put up a I profile on OKCupid or any of these, you have to keep in mind. You know, um, brevity is best, right? So one picture of your dog, one of your cat. That's plenty. We get it. You said the words "I love my dog," and that I heard those words "I love my dog." Like I understand what you just said. So just the one is fine there. And also, I noticed now I was not successful, so perhaps I'm the wrong one to be giving the <laughs> advice. But it seems to me that when people put up negative things. Like, I don't like sushi. I don't like wine. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to the beach. I know you might like this, but I don't, I'm not going to like it. It's like, we don't care what you don't like. Could you just give us a little of why we should find joy with you? Right. You know what I mean? I connect with people more over dislikes than I do likes. Intru- okay, okay. So there are some people out there. I mean, and I but don't say that. But it's about the way that they express I don't say that too. seriously. But not in know, a profile. If, no, if, but if someone was like, but you that's know. I had this, I had this one yeah. client of mine who talked about how women who don't play tennis are a huge red flag for him. And then we got to the bottom of it. His ex-wife would did really refuse to play tennis with him. Uh, and so if he ever saw that somebody like tennis on a profile, he's like, oh, that woman is not for me. Absolutely not for me. So, But it was a very surface-level thing to possibly reject somebody on that can be a, a wonderful mate for you. I don't know who these women are that are putting, like, dog photos on. This guy could have been, you know – exaggerating about how much is actually out there about how find much a woman who's allergic. Dogs. But I kind of agree with Steve. The fact is that she – She's putting out there what she loves and maybe somebody else who also has like a, an extreme love for dogs is going to be like, that's the perfect person for me. Like we get it. We both understand each other. We like dogs. Mm. Dogs are our thing. For, for this other guy whose name I just erased, I forgot, uh, the letter carrier, that person or dog lovers are not for him. He, and, he and respects the, dogs. He likes dogs. But it's not the world for him. The stories he mentioned, I know two relationships where the man went cheating because the wife loved the dog yeah, more. There's something I, else. I think there's the guy was going to cheat either fucking exactly. way. Exactly. You yeah. lean towards your dog if you're not getting something from <laughs> Yeah, there's way yeah. more behind that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, that is our answer for those listeners. But if you want to write in questions, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Please make your subject lines interesting so that I will actually select them to be read on air. And obviously, Rachel's subject line was crappy because she hasn't, <laughs> hasn't been read for a year and a half. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks to our guest, Christine, whose book is called uh, Pit to LAX, My Storyworthy Life. And your, your podcast is on the SciShow yes, Network. It is, storyworthypodcast.com, yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, definitely listen to her. Uh, and then Steve Belanger. <laughs> <laughs> what sexy? You want to? You just want to talk French? That's, I do. I that's really the whole do. Theme of this podcast. Steve Belanger is on our show. <laughs> Où est la bibliothèque? And actually, you you can uh, listen to our interview. Yes. On your show, on I don't know when that. Steve Belanger. It's going to be in uh, late 2015. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> perfect. This is that's when this is airing too. So it'll be perfect. beautiful. Yeah. But thank you so much for for being on the show. Thank you, ladies. Always a pleasure. And my lovely. Co-host Kristen. Well, hello. <laughs> Lo- the lovely parted. Yeah, the lo- exactly. The lovely parted Kristen. Uh, but yeah, check out new episodes of the Ask Women podcast. They come out every Thursday. They are available everywhere. And if for some reason you can't get it on your device, uh, email ask at askwomenpodcast.com and say subject line can't get it. And we'll figure out how to get you that podcast so that you can listen to it. Uh, but that is it for now. And we will see you guys next week. 